And now, and now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Wednesday edition of Over the Line. It is October 6, 2021. We are back. We are late. For those of you watching us on the uh, the live stream, we are, in fact, late. That's right. And that happens sometimes. Hopefully, hopefully, most of you guys don't have to get in bed early like I do. Uh, but nonetheless, we made it. No excuses whatsoever. Gonna make it happen. And uh, with very little, uh, almost no preparation. That's the way I like to do it. Zero preparation whatsoever. It it keeps life exciting when we do that. So that's why uh, we just jump in here and get after it. By the way, make sure you find us on all social media platforms uh, from Facebook to YouTube. I, and I'm going to be honest, I don't even care if y'all uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I mean, if it's easy for you, yeah, do it. You can find if, if you can even find it. Uh, but we're not even pushing YouTube anymore. It's gotten to the point where I'm, I'm so disgusted with all of it, from Facebook to YouTube to whatever. The only people that seem to treat me right is TikTok. And ironically, TikTok, I think they're owned by the Chinese or something. Yeah, the, the Chinese are treating me better than my own government. Can you imagine that? Imagine that. Wish.com is treating me better than Amazon.com. That's the world we live in now. Uh, parents are now domestic terrorists. You read that correct. That is the title of tonight's show. And I'll explain to you uh, what that means. Because that's not coming from me. That's coming from your Justice Department. Before I deep dive into that, let me remind you about my boys at Vapor Forge out on 280. They're still rocking and rolling. Still in business. Make sure you go see them. Before the government goes and shuts them down. Again, I, I don't really know what the status is, where things are going. Everything is still up in the air. But if you have the opportunity to fight for these small business owners and to fight for people who have, who have changed their lives by switching from traditional tobacco to, to vaping, do it. Stand up for those people. I don't know what the future holds for this industry, but while they're still here, go see them, go support them, and let them know you heard it right here on Over the Line. 4673 Highway 280 East, right here in Birmingham, 205-874-9010. That's their number. Also, do not forget about Patreon, which is the way you can contribute to this show. Four easy ways to give monthly or cancel anytime. Do a one-time willy and then back out, however you want to do it. That's how you contribute to the show. For a while, we were posting behind-the-scenes content on this that was only available for Patreon people. We haven't done that in a while. We're going to try to get back on top of that. Life is busy. It sucks. All that stuff. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We're trying. We're trying our best. Uh, linktree.com slash Andrew McLean, who you can find all those links on that website. You'll get hooked right on up. Now, something we've talked about time and time again, and I'll get into the parent thing in a moment. But Joe Biden, in eight, nine short months, has become the most unpopular president of our lifetimes. From... A soaring high 81 million votes to the most despised president 
in a lifetime, Joe Biden has accomplished that. So don't tell me, don't tell me that Joe Biden has not accomplished anything. Don't tell me Joe Biden has done nothing. As you watch these FJB chants across the country, or as some say, let's go Brandon, know that the country is really coming together under that pretense. The country is collectively finding said unity under a vulgar four-letter word. Don't dismiss that. That's very important. Joe Biden made his way to Michigan um, yesterday, I believe it was, to speak at some sort of union training center, you know, to get down there with the working people and talk about his Build Back Better plan. Uh, <laughs> you know, Build Back Better is part of this infrastructure deal. I guess that's what they're calling it. Um, and normally, and, and it's... It's wild to watch the dynamic of this. Normally, in a normal situation with a normal president that's actually got his faculty still, that is somewhat popular, at least within his own base, what that president would do is he would do things like this. He would get out in public. He would rub shoulders with the American people and try to pitch them on, in this case, the Build Back Better plan or whatever plan the the... The, the sitting president's party is currently trying to get passed, right? And uh, so that's what Joe Biden was doing in Michigan. He was trying to let the American people know, the average Joes in Michigan, that Build Back Better was going to be beneficial to them, to their families, and to the rest of America, especially the middle class. Infrastructure, vitally important. We all agree on that. Well... <laughs> Well, Joe Biden, on his way in, as has happened every single time he has gone anywhere outside of the White House grounds, he has a welcoming committee. Unfortunately for Joe Biden, that welcoming committee is full of disgruntled, Trump-supporting, Joe Biden-hating Michiganders in this case, or whatever community they're in. Let me show you a little bit of this. This is... um. This is this is a long fall from 20 uh, I'm sorry 81 million votes. There's the president. There he is. Now I want you to look at all these people lined up along the highway. A football field length or, or longer. It looks like a, a couple football fields at least. Just what we can see in this camera shot. Of people lined along the highway to be there as the sitting president of the United States passes by. This happens in every single city. There are more people that come out to protest this guy than there are there to hear him speak about any given issue. And it's not even close. It's 20 to 1 and you've got to wonder what's going through the heads of those people that are surrounding Joe Biden. What's going on in the head of this guy in the black SUV that's leading the motorcade, Joe Biden in the uh, uh, whatever they, they call that, the beast, or whatever that car is that the president rides in. What is he thinking? What is the driver of the car Joe Biden's in? What is he thinking? Town after town, city after city. 
This is what you see. People yelling at Joe Biden. People screaming that you did not win the election. You lost. You cheated. At what point do the people in the entourage say, man, when we were told 81 million people voted for Biden, this is not really the the reception we expected in each and every single town. Even Terry McAuliffe, running for governor in Virginia, is telling people, hey, I'm at real risk of losing this race because of Joe Biden's unpopularity in my state. Even he knows Joe Biden is so unpopular that it's going to cost Democrats big time in the midterms. Big time. They're going to lose big if Republicans will put their foot down and make sure voter fraud doesn't happen again. And let me tell you this. They're going to try what they tried in 2020. But the only way for them to do that is to make sure the COVID era is still in place. The COVID era rules for voting on election day have to be in place during the midterms for that to happen. That's why they don't really want you, the unvaccinated person, to get vaccinated. They want you to stay unvaccinated because they want to use you as the excuse to allow mass mail-in voting. Now they're going to have mass mail-in voting in California. They've already put it in the law. Everybody gets a ballot in the mail, whether you're going to vote or not. But they need that excuse. They need you to stay unvaccinated so they have the excuse of this made-up science where the unvaccinated people are a danger to the vaccinated people. And that's why we have to use mail-in voting because we don't want to mingle the two. We don't want to put vaccinated people at risk. If you're a vaccinated person and you are afraid to be around an unvaccinated person, that only means one thing. It means you don't actually believe in vaccines. That's it. That's the science. The settled science. But again... Joe Biden getting this welcoming committee every time he goes out in public, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. It actually seems to be getting worse. Look at all the Trump people here. Or how about the police, the police that have been demonized by Democrats for years now, that have been demonized by Joe Biden, having to be out there protecting, protecting him. Y'all see any Biden supporters? If you get 81 million votes, you're going to have a welcoming committee. If you're coming to a, a, a certain town in Michigan and Michigan voted for you in record numbers just because of one county, you're going to have a lot of people show up excited to see the president, excited to see the guy that they voted for. I don't see one. I see a whole lot of Trump people. I see a whole lot, a whole lot of people chanting F. Joe Biden. 
over and over and over again. Here's another angle. This is um this video seems to be shot from somebody's car as they're driving down. I think this will give us a little more perspective on how many people were actually there for Joe Biden's welcoming committee there in Michigan. If the local sheriff or chief of police gets a memo from the Department of Justice or the FBI demanding a meeting to investigate parents at school board meetings, the By the way, they're listening to Dan Bongino. You hear that? Local sheriff should promptly... I'm sorry, this is not the family-friendly version for those watching on Fox Nation. They should give the... All those people lined up to welcome Joe Biden to Michigan. All those FJP signs and flags. It's fascinating that anybody could wrap their mind around. I talk, again, y'all know, I talk to 15 to 20 random strangers on a daily basis. And some of them, these conversations come up where we talk about this stuff. Democrats, independents, Republicans, conservatives... Uh, all walks of life, very diverse group of people that I talk to every day. And all of them collectively say, even the most anti-Trump of them, they say it's getting harder by the day to believe Joe Biden got 81 million votes. So we're going to reach a day where everybody, the majority of Americans realize 81 million was not a reality. They're going to, and, and not all of them will admit it, obviously, but most everybody in the back of their mind, at the very least, is going to uh, realize that there was no 81 mil. There was not. <laughs> Man, it's... uh. Anyway, let me let me play his speech from uh, a Michigan. What he, we, the Daily Caller put this together. Uh, Joe Biden speaking at a union training facility. Actually, it looks like some sort of construction site, but maybe maybe he just got lost and they set up the podium wherever they found him. What, notwithstanding some of the signs that I saw come, that's why eighty-one million Americans voted for me. Some of the signs he saw. Wait, hold on, let's play that again. What do you say? What, notwithstanding some of the signs that I saw come, that's why 81 million Americans voted for me. The largest number of votes in American history. A clear majority. Here's your majority right here. A lot of middle fingers in that crowd, by the way. I wish you'd just stay out of this state and leave us alone. Okay, we, we won't we won't revisit. Let's go, Brandon. That's another amazing aspect of this is that the media is hell bent on pretending that these chants aren't really happening. <laughs> that that nobody 
Nobody's really saying that. You know, Fox News and Newsmax and everybody else, they're just, they're, they're taking things out of context. Nobody's really chanting FJB. When in reality, it's happening all over the country in every state. Joe Biden has yet to be to a state where he got a warm welcome. Which, in reality, the only state he's visiting is Delaware. He goes home every weekend for a little vacay, a little R&R for Uncle Joey. He, he, uh, he gets that reception every single time. It, it never fails. And now, those on the left are starting to get a little freaked out about his, uh, his proposals. Especially those proposals in this Build Back Better, New Green Deal, $3.5 trillion plan. And thank God for the two Democrats that are standing up against this. But the New York Times posted an article on Facebook detailing the Biden's, Biden administration's plan to uh, monitor all transactions from banks uh, of $600 or more. And by the way, it's not just banks. It's for those of you that use Venmo, they use Cash App, they use these different uh, kind of prepaid deals where you transfer money back and forth. They want to monitor that too. It's it's all lumped in there. So anything you do over six hundred dollars has to be reported to the IRS. It's going to put those companies in a bad situation. It's definitely going to put the banking industry in a bad situation. Banks are sending out letters to their account holders begging them to contact their congressmen, to contact their senators, and put a stop to it. The burden it would place on the banks will be absolutely absurd. New York Times, anyway, post an article about this, and when they detailed it, to watch the reaction from the commenters, your normal NYT readers, they were... uh. They were a little shocked by it. They they were just a little bothered by it. And I would be too if I lived in this liberal bubble where I didn't hear this stuff. All I hear is, you know, talking points all day about how we need to spend this money to make America a better place and, you know, reverse racism or, or whatever they say they're going to do. Uh, here's the New York Times um Here's the, the, the post that they posted that triggered these comments. It says the Biden administration is proposing, the, to, uh, proposing requiring U.S. banks to disclose much more information about account holders. That means that if you have a net balance of $600 or more in your account on an annual basis, <laughs> your bank would be reporting information about money going in and out of that account to the Internal Revenue Service. That means every single bank account. Every single bank account. If you've got a bank account where you've sent or received more than $600 annually, the IRS is going to be combing through your business. The goal is to identify people and businesses who may not be paying all the taxes that they are uh, obligated to pay, the administration is hoping that by pursuing these parties, it can raise additional government revenue to fund President Biden's new initiatives. What do you think about the proposal? A reporter, Kate Kelly, blah, 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 blah. And uh, people said, 
It's government overreach and will be used to target people who cannot afford legal counsel to defend themselves, which is something that the IRS already does. Comes down hard on people least able to afford the proper legal defense while the wealthy illegally hide assets offshore and are left alone because it takes too much effort on the government's part to track their money and bring the claims against them in court. Another one said the, the $600 threshold probably covers most of the people in the U.S. Nice cover story. They're using about taxes so they can get financial records on almost everyone. Another said the problem is that the rich people and corporations have accountants and lawyers to help fight RS, IRS audits. Middle class people don't. Another one, we have privacy rights. There's a better way to deal with tax evasion without obliterating privacy. And last but not least, here's one that says... Biden doing everything he can to get Americans not to vote for him again. Uh, this is what's important to know about the changes the Biden administration is trying to make about uh, with, make with the IRS. When it comes to this $3.5 trillion or whatever the amount turns out to be, whether it's $1 or $4 trillion, the Biden administration, Democrats, they know rich people aren't going to pay for this. You've heard their talking point they were going on with for the past few days, and they're like, our spending bill is going to cost zero dollars. Our $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill is going to cost zero dollars. Everybody's like, huh? <laughs> even, the, even the people that have no clue what's going on in politics are like, huh? What what does that even mean? They finally stopped saying that, by the way. But they know the rich, the uber rich, the people that don't pay their fair share are not going to be footing the bill for this. Those people, as you noted in those comments, have the ability to move money around. They have the ability to move their businesses. They are not going to allow the government to take 60, 70, 80% of their money because if they do, they're not going to do said business. They're not going to be in the in the market for uh, doing whatever they're doing now. They're, they're, not, they're probably not even going to live in the country. They have the ability to go wherever in the world they want to, and there's plenty of countries that would love to have rich people within their borders so they can even get a little slice of that pie. They'll say, hey, we're not going to overtax you. We'll tax you normally, like you were getting taxed. They'd love to have those rich people. they love to have people like Jeff Bezos. He could fund the entire country with 20% of his taxes. The Biden administration knows that. They know that this bill will be paid for by the middle class, not just now, but for generations to come. Your kids, your kids' kids, your great-grandkids, your great-great-grandkids, your future generations, the kids of your loins will be paying for this for generations. Unless they become uber rich, can go wherever they want and put their money wherever they want. This is why 
The Biden administration is beefing up the IRS. They want to spend millions of dollars hiring new IRS agents. Hundreds and hundreds of new IRS agents. There's not thousands. I don't even remember what the number is. And they want to monitor every account that has paid or received $600 at any point in time during the year. Because they need to get in there and nail everybody to the wall for the most minor discrepancy so they can generate that money. For every little thing, they need to beef it up because they need to find every little discrepancy that you and I have on our taxes, in our bank accounts, so they can then take money from us and pay for this. That's what they're doing. It makes no logical sense, but it's how they operate. It's always how they've operated. They know this always trickles down to the consumer. This always trickles down to the middle and lower class. And then they condemn the other side for what gets dubbed trickle-down economics. Well, trickle-down economics is really just common sense. Keep a fair, competitive, decent tax rate on those with the money. Keep them enticed to keep their businesses in the U.S., to keep growing their businesses, to keep hiring people. Because what happens when you open a business? And what happens when that business grows and you start hiring more and more people? That's more and more people with well-paying jobs who then are also paying taxes, who are spending money in the local economy, who are buying homes and paying property taxes. The list goes on and on. The more businessmen and women, business owners, can grow their gimmicks, the more taxes that are generated. More jobs equals more tax revenue. More taxes on the rich equal less jobs, less tax revenue. It's all about talking point. It's about pitting people against each other. Black versus white, rich versus poor, male versus female, Republican versus liberal. That's what it's about. David Dove, from day one, you would be paying for this. So when you see them talk about that, no, the reason they want to hire new IRS agents because they're going to audit you. I know a lot of you out there that are just average Joes with the 9-to-5 job and you do what you got to do and you just make a decent living and get by and you go to H&R Block once a year and get them to do your taxes. You'll be getting audited if this happens. They'll be combing through your stuff. They'll be wanting to know why you didn't report the $100 that Billy Bob down the road gave you for helping him cut some wood in the fall. They're going to be all over you. You think you're going to do some under-the-table work for somebody? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. The new hire, Sally, at the IRS is going to be knocking on your door and demanding all financial records. And hammering you for every single 
penny you have. That's what they're doing. And that, that is causing Joe Biden to lose even more popularity. Whatever popularity he still has. He's losing his own base. And the more he does this, the more Republicans get the upper hand in the midterms. Again, it's the Republicans' race to lose at this point. And they've got a long way to go. But it's on us to show up, and it's on them to make sure they have a fighting chance and they aren't cheated out of an entire election again. They really gained the upper hand in this last election because whatever happened in the election was simply concentrated on the presidential election. Republicans gained seats in uh, massive numbers, especially with the Democrat, uh, uh, an opposing party's president being elected. But then on the other hand, Joe Biden gets a record number of votes. Okay. Uh, there's that. So they're weaponizing the IRS. Not only are they weaponizing the IRS, they are weaponizing the DOJ. Remember how we were told for four years straight that Trump was weaponizing the DOJ? Donald Trump was using the DOJ to go after his political enemies. You remember that? I mean, it was every day. Every day we heard it. When in reality, what we found out is the DOJ was actually weaponized by those on the outside by institutional politicization to go after Trump and Trump supporters. Well, that trend has not seemed to change, and it actually seems to be getting worse as the Attorney General Merrick Garland, appointed by Joe Biden himself, is now targeting parents of school children and labeling them as domestic terrorists. That's right. If you oppose critical race theory, if you oppose masking kids in school, if you oppose your eight-year-old getting a friggin' vaccine, the DOJ says you might just be a domestic terrorist. No wonder they need to audit and uh, monitor your transactions. You may be sending money to ISIS, you terrorist terroristic parents listen to this i've actually got the document from mary garland this is this is absurd this is crazy it's crazy scary all right let's move over to this okay so office of the attorney general uh let's see in recent months there have been a disturbing there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. Whilst uh, the text is so small I can barely read it. While sprinted debate about policy matters while a sprinted debate about policy matters is protected under the Constitution, that protection does not extend into threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. Threats against public servants are not only illegal, 
They run counter to the nation's core values, those who dedicate their time and energy to ensuring that our children receive a proper education in a safe environment, deserve to be able to do their work without fear of fear for their safety. The department takes those incidents seriously and is committed to using its authority and resources to discourage these threats, identify them when they occur, and prosecute when they uh, uh, prosecute them when appropriate. In the coming days, the department will announce a series of measures designed to address the rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. Have, have any of you guys seen, with all the videos we come across of school board meetings these days, have any of you guys seen violence as of yet? I've seen parents getting roughed up by the police as they're being dragged out of a school board meeting. But I've yet to see the parents committing violence. And maybe, hey, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just not watching the right videos. It goes on to say, coordination and partnership with local law enforcement is critical to implementing these measures for the benefit of our nation's nearly 14,000 public school districts. To this end, I am directing the Federal Bureau of Investigation, working with each United States attorney, to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial leaders in each federal judicial district within 30 days of the issuance of this memorandum. These meetings will facilitate the discussion of strategies for addressing threats against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff, and will open uh, dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting, assessment, and response. The department is steadfast in its commitment to protect all people in the United States from violence, threats of violence, and other forms of intimidation and harassment. I know it sounds like I read like a three-year-old, but the text was really small, so I was struggling. But this letter, as you go on, classifies these parents as, and this is a quote, domestic terrorists. You heard that correctly. If you are showing up to your school board meeting and you are pushing back on administrators, on on board members, on superintendents, the Department of Justice, justice, is now labeling you as a domestic terrorist. How do you feel about that? You guys okay with that? Is everybody cool? Being a domestic terrorist? I mean, this is like a TV show, man. It's not even our country anymore. It's really not. So, I'm trying to find... most A big portion of the letter centers around critical race theory. And um, critical race theory, as you know, is, is a curriculum that teaches kids that America is fundamentally racist to this day. We are living in a racist country, teaching 
it's not okay to be white. And if you are white, you are, in fact, racist. You're born racist. You're, you're really a downright criminal. And you're probably a domestic terrorist just like your parents. But how far will they go with this? Republican AGs across the country are teaming up to push back on this. I fully expect lawsuits to come out against the DOJ. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of those over the next three years. But this can't stand. I, I Let me tell you, and I'm not going to tell you where my kid goes to school. I, I might at some point, but I'm not going to do it right now. My kid is being harassed to no end by a select few select few teachers at his school. One in particular, and I'm not going to give her name just yet, but she is harassing mine as well as other parents' children about how their parents haven't raised them right or their parents raised them to be a spoiled brat because they pull their mask down for two seconds to catch a breath in their eight-hour day of wearing a mask. Also, telling these kids they need to get vaccinated. I'm talking about middle schoolers. This teacher telling these kids they need to get vaccinated because they are a danger to people like her, who is apparently vaccinated and also apparently doesn't believe in vaccines. So there's two issues here. And I think the one that needs to be tackled first is mask. Now, this is, I'm giving you my personal thought process, but this is the thought process of the very people that are being labeled domestic terrorists. So go ahead and put me on the watch list because I'm going all in, baby. And I'm about to start putting together a group of people and connecting with other uh, parents in our school district to put a stop to this. Because it is based in science. It is confirmed scientific study that masks on children in schools do more harm than good. There is no debate about it. There was even the HHS secretary uh, or the, the education secretary for, for Joe Biden's administration came out and used a study claiming uh, that the study showed Children wearing masks in school is very beneficial to them and everybody around them. It keeps them safe from COVID-19. And then, and then the author of that study had to speak out and say, hey, this guy completely misrepresented my study. There was no case study. There was no uh, subjects of the study. There was no, no, no people tested, no surveys. <laughs> Even the author of the piece said, this guy is completely misrepresenting and actually uh, mask on children's not a good thing. It's, it, it does the opposite of, of what, uh, what we're told, which is keep them healthy. It's proven. And the more we allow it to go on, especially in a place like Alabama, the more damage, long-term damage... It is going to do to our children. So I'm calling right now on the Jefferson County Board of Education, the county we reside in, the county that many of you guys reside in, 
I'm calling on the Jeffco BOE to take these masks off these kids. Because at this point, it's becoming child abuse. Jefferson County Board of Education, take these masks off these children. If you live in Alabama and your school district is making your kid wear a mask all day, every day, reach out to me. Send me a message. Let's link up. Let's figure out a way to put a stop to this. And judging by the behavior of our county's Board of Education, I don't see a whole lot changing. It's going to be have to done on a state level where the governor mandates schools not to do it. Ron DeSantis, for instance, he says, I'm the governor, you're not going to mask these children. This is a very important issue that I feel like is really being brushed over. Reach out to me if you have children that are still having to wear masks in school now that we're two years into the two weeks to slow the spread and let's put a stop to this. And if I got to be a domestic terrorist just because I'm a concerned parent and I'm concerned for the well-being of my child, so be it. Call me Muhammad anti, anti-vaxxer. Muhammad anti-masker. Whatever. Okay? I don't care. The Corona bros, these COVID Karens, they've gotten to a point where they're completely, they have completely delegitimized themselves. From Corona Karen that works as a teacher, a middle school teacher in Jefferson County, telling my kid he needs to get vaccinated and he's not being raised right, to Dr. Fauci. They're all frauds. And I'm not allowed to say fraud on YouTube, but they're frauds. I think that's one thing we need to really poll people about, and that is, what's a bigger fraud? Dr. Fauci or the 2020 election. For instance, Tucker Carlson, I think I did this last week. He was reviewing a, uh, an interview with Dr. Fauci, and he noticed something in the background of Dr. Fauci's office. You want to guess what it was? What was on Dr. Fauci's shelf? Take a wild guess. No, it wasn't ivermectin. No, no, it wasn't. Wasn't hydroxychloroquine. Just just watch this for yourself. I don't think you'll be that surprised. Tony Fauci is himself a devout member of the Church of Tony Fauci. Now take a look at this still photo from Tony Fauci's home office. Look on the back on the bookshelf. Do you see what is that right there? Those are Tony Fauci prayer candles prominently displayed inside Tony Fauci's home. Oh, well, at least he's real. Fauci isn't just the high priest of Fauciism. He's also a true believer himself. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning 
have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people, and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. And anybody that looks at what's going on clearly sees that. Dr. Fauci is science. You hear that, peasants? Dr. Fauci is the science. And if you don't do as Prime Minister Fauci says, you are officially registering for your concentration camp, for your spot in the COVID concentration camp. You have to be asleep not to see that. Uh, You have become a sort of national icon. There's Fouch on the couch pillows with your face on it. There's a baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fouch on the couch. (laughs) Now, this is legit, though. And, And watch as this goes on. People have this literal kink for Dr. Fauci. I don't even like to call him. We'll call him. We'll call him Tony Anthony Fauci. They've got this. Tony Fauci fetish. And in reality, you're seeing the world as an evil place right now. I know a lot of you are. You've told me that. This is a sign of the evil in the world and where this planet, where this where this world is headed, especially this country. People are replacing God with Tony Fauci. For so many, Tony Fauci is their God. They've got Tony Fauci prayer candles, and Tony Fauci's got some himself. He probably prays to himself. Because here's the way they view it. When something bad happens to you, what's normally the first thing you say? Oh, God. It's a natural reaction. When we find ourselves in bad situations, really bad situations, we ask God for help. But now, so many are asking their new God for help. Tony Fauci. Tony Fauci is now their religion. Beware with your face on it. There's donuts with your face on it. How do you process sort of this celebrity that you've become? Harvey Levin of TMZ said you've become the biggest celebrity of the last few months. Well, I process it by not taking myself too seriously. Once you start believing that all of that, (laughs) then you get it. It's not like I buy my own merchandise and put it on my shelf and then just uh, do interviews four times a day on national TV. To a world of unreality. I know who I am. I'm a public health official. I'm a scientist. I've devoted my entire professional life to the public health, and that's what I want to do. That's a weird way of, of describing yourself as a fraud, but go on. Uh, First of all, uh, just to pivot off what Sarah said, I don't think people that are uncomfortable with celebrity and don't want to be celebrities pose on the cover of InStyle magazine and fashion spreads and on the cover of People magazine. Uh, I'm sorry, but if he just wanted to be a scientist, part of the criticism of him going forward was that he clearly wanted to be a Kardashian as well. I have a much different take on Dr. Fauci. It's been one of the more controversial things of the past year I've done on this show. What, What is the purpose of this fixation on attacking Anthony Fauci? Well, I don't I don't think it's entirely a game. I think it's that Fauci is a very powerful public official who deserves and rarely gets 
tough questioning in almost any realm. Uh, he gets, frankly, a lot of fangirling uh, and a lot of uh, just sort of forum for his ideas, and he doesn't get a lot of pushback. Tough questions for Dr. Anthony Fauci are not attacks on science itself. Look at this. <laughs> look at these. Look at these three jabronis. These CNN analysts. Or the two on the left are a host, and then the two on the right are, are guests. The girl is, and I have no idea who this is. I've never even seen this clip. She's speaking truth. She's telling you people view Dr. Fauci as a god, and then when he is confronted and asked about the things he says, they're tossing cupcakes. They're tossing softballs. I guess you toss a softball, not a cupcake. But if you did toss a cupcake, it'd probably have Dr. Anthony Fauci's face on it. But watch them squirm. Here, let me rewind it a little bit. Watch the, watch these guys squirming as she explains Dr. Fauci's getting away with a pass and attacking him is not attacking science. Plus, there's nothing Anthony Fauci's doing that's based in science, so it, you can attack science if it's related to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, he gets, frankly, a lot of fangirling uh, and a lot of uh, just sort of forum for his ideas, and he doesn't get a lot of pushback. Tough questions for Dr. Look how shocked these guys are. Look at them. Anthony Fauci are not attacks on science itself. This is something we should talk about. This was much like uh, the the clip I, I played you guys yesterday of Fauci um, being confronted by a, uh, a new show host saying, hey, I got vaccinated like you asked me to, and now I've caught COVID. I've given COVID to my entire family, my entire household. Uh, have you sold us a bill of goods or what? And he was squirming, wringing his hands. He was all out of sorts because he knows he's perpetrating a fraud. Tony Fauci's not just some confused scientist that just happened to get it wrong once. He knows what he's doing. He's making billions of dollars. He's making lots of people billions of dollars. He's making Big Pharma billions of dollars. That's why he says the things he says. And those powerful people, the people in power, the, the most powerful people that are pushing the vaccines and the mask, they know what Dr. Fauci is doing as well. That's why you constantly catch them without their mask on, even before they got the vaccine, because they know it's stupid. They know all of this is a fraud as well. Here's an example. This is Rashida Tlaib and other prominent Democrats in power uh, with uh, their excuses for wearing or not wearing a mask. Greg has been out at all of our, uh, all of our community meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. Again. Oh, no. Oh, not you. Oh, 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 I thought you were like oh, no, no, the one unmasked no, guy. I think it's just gratuitous and disrespectful not to wear a mask in this situation. It's also so irresponsible that, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, annoying. California just released its new rules for social distancing, prohibiting gatherings of more than three households at any time. Under the document from the California Department of Public Health, singing, chanting, and shouting at outdoor gatherings are, quote, strongly discouraged. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't sing, don't shout, don't open your mouth, don't breathe. That's the most important part. In California, you're not allowed to breathe. If someone comes around you, you must hold your breath until they vacate the area. Vaccinated or not. And as they're giving you this report, they're showing pictures of uh, Governor Gavin Newsom at the high-end restaurant, the French Laundry, with friends and family unmasked inside after telling his entire state, you cannot dine inside, you cannot be in public without a mask, and you must lock yourself in your home. Due to the higher risk of COVID-19 transmission, all private gatherings must limit attendees. Quibble about the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, but the spirit of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted, and I got to own that, and so I want to apologize to you. The most powerful woman in America can be seen with wet hair inside a salon in San Francisco. Problem is, under California COVID-19 regulations, clients cannot be serviced indoors. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. You love how these uh, these politicians, these Democrats, take no responsibility whatsoever. Even Gavin Newsom, in his apology, was not an apology. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't apologize for going to a San Francisco salon. She's like, I was set up. It's not my fault. They set me up. They tricked me into not wearing a mask and go getting my hair done. Don't be stupid. Wear a mask. Social distance. Don't be stupid. Wear a mask. Social distance. This is a great day for our country. We get to take our democracy back. California Senator Dianne Feinstein wrote a letter to the FAA demanding everyone wear masks in airports. Feinstein wrote that we need a mandatory mask policy for all airport and airline employees and passengers. End quote. Well, given that today, this show exclusively attained photographs of, and this is going to rock your world, Dianne Feinstein in a private terminal at Dulles Airport, an FBO, as they say in private aviation, on Friday. In the photographs, Feinstein came and seen smiling without a mask on. How about that? Anybody surprised? <laughs> They're disingenuous. That's the point. Every one of these people. I got a whole video of that. I could go through all the prominent politicians with their masks off, doing the thing, yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering and having a good time because... They don't believe this alleged science. The point is, get the masks off our kids and do it now. I'm having a lengthy conversation with my child every night about how miserable he is, how much he hates going to school and doesn't want to go to school because his anxiety is through the roof from getting harassed by teachers. And there's a lot of good teachers in his school. There's a lot of good teachers uh, in in Jefferson County, in the De- Jefferson County School District. His mom is one of them. But there's some bad apples. And they're about to meet the wrath. Again, if your child, whether it's Jefferson County or not, is still being forced to wear a mask, 
reach out to me. We got to do something to stop this. I'm watching all these school boards around the country, these school board meetings, and these parents showing up and sticking up for their kid. And I thought, I thought we would be one of the first states to get rid of that business. But yet here we are, wearing masks yet again. Not going to put up with it. I'm not. So do that. Reach out to me. Um, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Can I real quick, before I get out of here, I, this is nothing related to anything I've been talking about tonight, but, um, I saw this video on TikTok and it is an employee at Sonic and apparently he's being confronted by a customer who is upset because he thought she was a man. And now she has been out of shape and is uh, verbally pummeling this poor Sonic employee that's just out here uh, trying to make a dime and feed his family. Why do you want to record me? Because okay. your entire staff has been okay. calling me sir. Okay, okay. Uh, do you want to park? Uh, why don't you tell me what we can do now? No, because I can do the same thing with you. Somebody wants their tots for free. I mean, I'll just we'll say that off the top. That's obvious what's going on here. Okay. okay. I want my tots for free. Your entire staff has been calling me sir the entire time. Okay. What about me looks like a sir right now? Look, I'm sorry, and I apologize for what happened. Okay? If they did that or, oh, I mean, I, why do you, I mean, I'm sorry. What else can I tell you? I mean. <laughs> He's like, what do you want me to do? Like, we're sorry. You look like a dude. You sound like a dude. What else can I tell you? What? I mean, if you're a... Um, uh, can we please move to the if side? If I'm a what? Can we move to the side? If I'm a what? This confused, non-conforming genderist is blocking the drive through as well. I think that's an important part of this. If they call you a sir, I don't know what they did then. Because they saw the name on my credit card and they were being... They were not being nice people. Well, I mean, that's all your name on the card card. What do you want? What do you want, what do you want them to tell you? So, uh, what, and, and I didn't see the situation that happened. I don't think it's on video. But apparently what happened is he, she swiped the card. He, she's name is like Chris or something. And so they started saying yes, sir, no, sir. And uh, cross-dressing Chris got upset about it and is now taking it out on this poor manager that's just trying to <laughs> get cross-dresser Chris out of the drive-thru. That has nothing to do with it. There could be someone in the back that they don't see that's paying. Okay, ma'am. So why would they intentionally do that? Can you tell me what your location has done to be trans-competent? Look. Transcompetent? <laughs> Why do the leftists have their own language? They just they just make new words and go with it. And, and we are supposed to conform to that? Give me a break. Okay? Like I tell you, we don't need to discriminate anybody in here. Okay? I'm so sorry if you feel discriminated. No, no, no. It's not that I feel. It's that I was discriminated against. I would like you to promise me that you will stop 
treating trans people this way. How I'm treating you? I'm treating you bad? And I, am I doing Your it? staff. Your name on the credit card is a feminine name? No. Exactly. They're not discriminating you. Yes, no, they not. are. Because no, someone else could be paying. My sexuality, whatever it is, and I feel confident of who I am. I'm not what talking I am. about sexuality. That's you just tell me you don't right even now. know what we're talking about. So how can you tell me I don't know what I'm talking about? We're talking about gender identity. You're talking about sexuality. Okay, to me, I'm a male. Okay? Okay. So, what are you? So I can call you a Sarah or ma'am. What are you? What would you assume looking at me? What are you? What would you assume looking at me? I assume that you're a man. Okay. <laughs> it looks like Pedro's right. I believe that's a dude. <laughs> look at the confidence. Why would you think I look like a man? Is it the forearm tattoos? Is it the five o'clock shadow? Is it the strong jawline? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Possibility equals my safety. Okay. Oh, oh. Here's here's a here's a update from um, crossdresser Chris on her experience. The more possible I am as a cisgender woman the less likely I am to experience discrimination. It doesn't matter how I show up, I am a woman. Uh, it's like every single day, you guys, and this is why I complain about all the time. Look, what's, what's his name? Jeez, what's man. Y'all leave fast food people along. No, nothing, nothing drives me more crazy than somebody making $8 an hour getting harassed over something stupid while they're just trying to complete their shift. It happens, and even those, there's there's plenty of things that has nothing to do with being transgender, where people get harassed at these fast food places. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. I've had my order wrong a million times just like you. But I don't care. I accept the fact, when I go to a fast food restaurant, that there's a good chance, especially if it's Taco Bell, that my order's going to be wrong. So I'm prepared. When it is... I'm mentally prepared. And then I move on with my day or I get back in the drive-thru line or whatever. Leave them alone. That's all I'm saying. First, I'm sticking up for the kids that are being forced to wear unscientific masks. And then I'm sticking up for the fast food workers. I'm going to start a movement. I'm telling you. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Make sure you remember linktree.com slash Andrew McLean who you can find all the over the line links you need right there. Help me out by sharing this video, sharing the links and uh, getting the word out. Make sure wherever you're watching this, you like and you comment and you share. The more you do with that, the better off we will all be. Until next time, see you cause.